Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Michelle Smallman is on vacation. Dan McLaughlin in for Michelle with Randy Carricker. And one of our great former teammates and one of our all-time favorites is Rick Venturi, who's now the radio analyst for the Indianapolis Colts. He's here to help preview Super Bowl 56 on 101 ESPN. Coach, good morning. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. I'm glad you waited a month to call for me. It's take it's taken that long for me to get over that meltdown that the Colts had in the last two weeks. But, you know, and, and after a Sunday of no football, man, am I ready for that Super Bowl. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Coach, I was – I really seriously did say, should I text him or not? Because I, I, I know how hurt you were. And I didn't even have to talk to you. I know how hurt you were by those last two games by Indy. Oh, I was just so tanked that last week. And I, I let it be known, too. I, what you know about me, I'm not. I'm unfiltered. So, you know, basically, I let it be known. I vented it and kind of got rid of it. But uh, now, now you move on to, you know, and the NFL's had some great weekends. I mean, we've had some of the greatest games in history, greatest weekends. And so, you know, we really look forward to Sunday. We played the Rams early, so I, I know them pretty well. And then I studied Cincinnati in the last week, assuming that we would probably go to to uh, Kansas City or Cincy. So I'm pretty up to speed with them too. Uh, they're they're a lot they're a lot more similar and statistically a lot closer, I think, than people think. Who do you like this weekend and why? Well, you, you know, the analyst in me, the 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 analytic guy in me that you know looks at numbers and looks at everything. Dan, I, I, you know, you probably like the Rams, but the mojo uh, that Cincinnati has going right now, uh, you know, Burrow is just, you know, he, I, I think, I believe it or not, I, I think he's Tom Brady with wheels, to tell you the truth. I, you know, and the way he's playing and kind of the momentum they have going, you, you can't count them out. I, I think the biggest key. Uh, for both teams, really, because when you kind of look at their strengths and weaknesses, they're not that dissimilar. The biggest key is which team can establish a bit of a running game, not a balanced, you know, I'm not a balanced guy. It's not a 50-50 game, but which team can establish the threat of the run? Neither one of them run it very well. Both teams on defense rush the passer tremendously well. They have, you know, the the, the uh, the Rams, you know, they obviously have Donald and Floyd and Vaughn Miller. And then on the other side, kind of under the radar, is Hendrickson with 15 and a half sacks for Cincy as well as Hubbard on the other side. So, you know, that's the strength of their team. Uh, but I think the key element here <clears throat> is can Cincinnati control Aaron Donald? Uh, I don't know that they can. The right guard situation for Cincinnati and their whole right side of their offensive line is their Achilles heel. You know, and the, and the right guard, uh, uh, Denje, um, and uh, the, the other kid, Carmen, whoever plays there, and even Prince at right tackle, but the two guards 
are awful, to put it mildly. And there you're sitting there with, with Donald. So it's going to be really important that since he can establish some run, uh, can do a good job with screens, because unless they full turn the protection, I, I think he's in the backfield every down. So, I mean, I think it's critical, you know, who can establish the run. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Rams probably on paper are statistically better, but it's not drastic except for giving up sacks. Cincinnati's like 30th, you know, the kid has been hit and hit and re-hit, and, uh, and the Rams are like five. So, I, like I said, I'm going back. I think those are the keys. And, Coach, you talked about establishing the running game, and let's start with Cincy because it seems to me that I'm with you on the Bengals' offensive line. The only way you're going to give yourself an opportunity to get the ball downfield to chase is by getting the running game going going play action, right? No, that's right, Randy. You're right, you're right on that. If you, if you watch the game, and I do think Cincinnati's running game has gotten a little bit better in the playoffs. I mean, you know, big win, obviously, in Arrowhead. And that running game kind of developed in the second half uh, with, uh, with Mixon. Um, if you watch the first half, I mean, they were throwing three-step drop, getting it out as quick. And you can only go, you know, you can only go so long with that because you're going to have a penalty along the way. You're going to have a, a, a tipped ball. Something is not going to happen right. And so there's no question about it. You've got to neutralize Donald. I mean, Donald is the most impactive defender in the National Football League, without a question. And the three technique measures right up with that right guard deficiency. So, you know, they've got to control him. And, you know, if you run the ball and screen pass a little bit, you want to get him on his heels. The one thing you don't want that Ram front four doing, you know, is getting their, you know, three out of the four guys putting their hand in the dirt and just coming 100 miles an hour. And then the other side, I wanted to find out from you, Coach, why the Cincinnati defense has been able to step up in the second half against Tennessee, against Kansas City, and can they do it against a team like the Rams? Well, it's going to be interesting because, you know, both teams have great skilled players. I mean, the Rams, you know, I talk about the most impactive defensive player. Uh, you know, along uh, as far as non-quarterbacks go, I think Cooper Cup is the most impactive offensive player, probably with our kid Jonathan Taylor, even though we're not in it. Um, and Stafford is an elite quarterback, just like Joey is. One is an elite veteran, one is an elite young kid. Uh, I think Cincinnati, I thought the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati basically adjusted in midstream last week against Kansas City and may have done the best job that I've ever seen in years. He went to a much more of a mush rush, uh, four-man, three-man, keep him in the pocket. He got away from the zone so people could run away on the scrambles. They locked him up in there, and they did a magnificent job. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to do the same thing uh, you know, the, the biggest thing, I think, with the Rams is you don't – you can't give up the big one. They keep getting the big play, particularly to Cup. you got to make them work like hell. Make sure they don't get any running game going so you can get those two edge rushers going. See, Hendrickson, the one thing the Bengals did in the offseason, obviously the system works through the draft. I mean, by losing and losing, you end up with Burrow and Chase – you know, and Higgins and Boyd and, you know, all those guys that, they, you know, Hubbard, all those guys are high draft picks. It's a system thing. But what Cincinnati did that people don't realize, and it's uncharacteristic for them, is that they made some really good offseason moves on defense, 
you know, uh, again, starting with Hendricks, and I loved him. He has 15 and a half sacks, a kid from New Orleans. Plus, they had, a, you know, they have several other guys that they brought in, and their defense is underrated, in my opinion. But they did a great job. But you got to keep, you got to take away Cup number one. You got to compete for the 50 50 ball with Beckham, no runs, and then you got to keep pressuring. Stafford. I really like Stafford. I always said to you, Stafford's the most underrated quarterback in the league. They came in here a couple years ago, Detroit, and worked against us for two days. You know, I spent one day watching our offense and then the second day watching our defense. And I don't think I don't think the ball hit the ground for Stafford, the whole practice, to be honest with you. Most accurate, tough kid competitor. The only thing that the only caveat with him as I see it is he's one of those guys that will try to win the game no matter what, and I've seen him force it into a pep rally. <laughs> you got, you know, that's that's the one thing you got to do is keep playing, keep playing, don't give him anything easy, and hope that you can get him to give you one of those turnovers. He's still as good as he is. There's still a lot of interceptions in mm-hmm. his career. Hey, Coach, having uh, spent time in St. Louis, and you know all about the fan base here, you can understand where. Like a St. Louis football fan, you know, it's kind of a – you're emotional. You know, you, do you hate Absolutely. the Rams? Do you like the Rams? You know, all that kind of stuff. What, what would you say to a, a football fan, an NFL fan here in town that has to watch the Rams in the Super Bowl at their home stadium in L.A. this weekend? Well, you know, if, you know, I, I know, I know it still stings with me. I know that. And uh, I can't imagine anybody in St. Louis pulling for the Rams. I may be wrong on that. <laughs> I may be wrong on that, but I, I really can't imagine that. And you've got kind of a storybook team to pull for. I mean, who doesn't? Who can't pull for the Bengals who haven't even been here since 88? And they have a young kid who could become the face of the NFL, you know, uh, you know, and you want him to become the face at quarterback. So it's very difficult. The only thing I'll say for the Rams you know, and I have to say this as an analyst, not emotionally, because you know when I, you know, when I hear Stan and some of those guys talk, it's hard to take. But I will say this: that the day they hired Sean McVay, who I know really, really well, I've known him since he was young. He's still young, but since he was really young, is they have turned that program around. And the one thing that they've done, and Randy can remember this; he may be the only guy like myself is. You know, they've kind of done it the way George Allen did it back mm-hmm. with the yep. uh, back with the Rams. I mean, it's, you know, it's all all the chips are in. It's win now and I'm not against that. I, I think rebuilding programs are really overrated, you know, as somebody said about the Cubs a long time ago, but you know, I I just think that they have done, you know, they they've said what they are and you know, we never had that in St. Louis other than when Dick was there. When Dick was there, we had a, you know, we had a leader, we had a singular focus. You know, and then and then around that though, we never really had that. And I will say that at this point, the Rams really are. They they know what they're doing. They're going to do it. They're going to ransom the future and not worry about it in the past. You know what? And if they can get a world's championship, I mean, McVay has been now to the big game twice. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been there twice. So, but I give him a lot of credit. I think. And if you look at it. If you look at the the NFL today, anybody that's been on the bus with him for five minutes gets a head job. It doesn't matter. You get <laughs> you get a, you get a head job if you're a passenger. You know he's he's the driver, and those guys just get hired. And you know I understand that. I mean you want to you want to hire a guy with a winning pedigree. Hey coach, uh, one more quick thing here. You mentioned you think the Burrow is Brady with wheels. A lot of comps to Joe Montana as well. You coached against Montana. Are, are we seeing uh, the 
the development of a great young one in Joe Burrow here? I think you are. There's no doubt in my mind what he did at LSU, you know, after kind of sitting around at Ohio State, you know, taking LSU to the, to the heights he did, and then to see what's happened to them since, to see what he's done early in Cincinnati. Uh, this kid is just special. He has, you know, he has the athletic tools. There's any question about that. But like Montana and like Brady, you know, and this is cliche is, but he has it. There's just something about him when he walks up to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, and I think both in Brady's case, obviously, you know, going to the third day of the draft and Montana was what, a three? You know, and they were threes because they didn't have great arm strength and people could not judge the character of the man, the charisma of the man till they got in the NFL. You know, Joey, he, you know, there's, there are people that have questioned that he has the gun, but he see Sunday accuracy. He's tough, charismatic, and he can play. Now, the only thing I worry about Joe for the long range future is if Cincinnati doesn't get a better offensive line, his future is in question from the standpoint of getting hit too much. He was hit. He was sacked nine times in the Tennessee game and still won. I mean, you can't, that can't keep happening. And I do, I am concerned about that. They've got him a better defense. They've got terrific skill players for him, but that offensive line is a sieve. Rick Venturi, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. Always appreciate it. And uh, we will be communicating very soon. All right. I'll talk to you later, Andy. All right. See you, Coach. Thank you. That is the great Rick Venturi on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.